Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast, coming to you from the Georgia Tech Shadow College of Business. I'm your host, Leo Haig, and I'm a second year MBA student at Shadow. And as the calendar has now flipped over to September, as full-time MBAs are back on campus here in Atlanta, and we've already started cracking on with our new semester, but it was just a few short weeks ago that we were in the world of work wrapping up our MBA internships. So before we get swept away with our final year in the programme, I wanted to bring on a couple of my classmates to reflect on their internship experiences over the summer, the lessons that they've learned and what this can mean for their career going forward. I myself was a commercial strategy intern at American Airlines in Dallas this summer, but our class has had a huge breadth of experience that spans not only the different roles and industries possible when you do an MBA programme, but also the geography of the United States too. So I'm delighted to be joined by two fellow second years in the MBA programme here at Shella, Georgia Pierce and Brando Angel. Um, so guys, before we sort of get into our internship experiences over the summer, it would be great if you could just introduce yourselves, say what brought you to Shella and what you've been up to this summer. Hi, I'm Georgia Pierce. I am from Florida originally. I studied finance and economics in undergrad, and then I worked in investment banking operations for four years. And I decided, you know, that was a job where I was doing a lot of making the same thing happen every day. And I really wanted a job where I could solve problems. So I decided to come back and get my MBA. I was a little bit familiar with the Atlanta area. And when I started looking to Scheller, I really liked all the opportunities they had to work with different companies as an actual part of your curriculum. And also the small class size was really appealing to me. So that's how I ended up at Scheller. This past summer, uh, I worked as a summer consultant with Boston Consulting Group. Brilliant. Uh, Thank you, Georgia. And well, we have somebody with us who has not been in investment banking and has now moved into it. So Brando, yeah, it'd be great if you um, could say a little bit about your background and and your internship that you were working on in New York this summer. Yeah, so uh, my name is Brando Angel. Um, I went to undergrad at Georgia State University, uh, double majored in finance and marketing, not uh, because I knew what I wanted to do, but more so because I thought they were appealing on the resume. Went into project management slash account management for about six years, uh, enjoyed that for a while and kind of got to, similar to Georgia, got a little stale and a little repetitive. um, And I thought about going back to school for a while. And actually, I started studying for the GMAT with one of the evening MBA students and she talked up Scheller a lot. Um, talked about the opportunities here and her experience and uh, I ended up applying getting accepted and after like meeting the people and interviewing realized I was a good fit and felt right so decided to come to tech during the summer like you said I went into investment banking which was a huge pivot especially in the wonderful city of New York so it was a change in scenery uh, career as well I know that the, the internship might be the most kind of fresh thing in the mind at the moment, but I wanted to start by going way back sort of to this time last year for us when we were both in what, week two or week three of, of our MBA experience. And and Georgia, I was going to ask you first, because you kind of mentioned um, just in your introduction that you know, problem solving and, and that aspect of business school was something that you really wanted to dig into more and, and perhaps kind of forge a new career in. I was just going to start by asking you, how did you identify you know, what you wanted to do for your internship? Did you just kind of start with that general interest or was it more like you came here to tech knowing that you really wanted to be a consultant? It would be good just to know kind of like what took you on, on that journey and before you start applying to, to BCG and, and other consulting firms. Yeah, I actually kind of learned about consulting during my process of applying for an MBA. Uh, I 
realized I needed to have kind of a point of view and a goal for my interview at Scheller. And I just randomly picked consulting because it seemed like a lot of people had done that. And then the more I looked into that career, the more appealing it was to me. And uh, I know it also has a pretty intensive interview process. You have to learn how to do this specific type of interview. And I felt like it would be easier to learn that interview process and then maybe decide down the line if I didn't want to go into that industry rather than to decide last minute Maybe I do want to do consulting and try to learn when it was maybe already too late to start. So that's really how I ended up coming to consulting, a little bit by accident. And then it really, it just checked all the boxes for me, where it was very much solving problems, working with clients and giving them solutions, working in lots of different industries, doing different types of work, a little bit of travel. All of that was really appealing to me. I think you've touched on there the kind of the diversity of what consulting brings to to your experience career-wise. I think it's probably fair to say as well that the industry itself, there is a a lot of different companies to pick from. You have um, many companies in the Atlanta area who come specifically to tech to recruit some of the the big, big consulting names. Um, But BCG is one that um, I think you went out and found yourself, if, if I'm correct. So it'd be great to hear a little bit about how you kind of settled on BCG as a company. And, and how you got to either, you know know people there or, or understand more about the internship as you were applying for something that you know didn't yeah these recruiters didn't necessarily come to campus but the tech name obviously stands out to them and, and you're able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I was first really aware of BCG um, because they are you know one of the top consulting firms and I really wanted to push myself and I felt like it would be a good challenging environment you know a really good spot where it forces you to grow which is part of why I got my MBA to force myself to grow and BCG specifically has a bit of an analytics focus and that's something else I'm really interested in I'm concentrating in analytics as part of my MBA so those are things that really drew me to BCG and then once I sort of started the process of recruiting there everybody that I met was incredibly welcoming and I really felt like I connected well with everyone who worked there which was something else that really cemented my decision to go there ultimately. And you talked there a little bit about the process and getting to know people as you work through that Um, and also I know you mentioned that particularly with consulting there is a lot of kind of like ramp up time to get you ready for that and it's something that you kind of look to do early on and and hit the ground running with so you weren't scrambling um, later on in the semester but um, if you can cast your mind back to just after Labor Day uh, this time last year I remember we had about like a bunch of like four or five big assignments due it felt like everything was kind of like ramping up from a academic perspective in terms of the MBA program and um, but what was it like kind of getting ready to case interview and research different consulting firms and then actually get your application in is that something that you found kind of difficult to juggle or was it just a case of being organized and setting your priorities it's definitely difficult to juggle I think you really want to start slow and ramp up something we really stress to tell the first years now and something that the second years told me last year was don't panic it's not time to start yet you'll build up to it it'll be fine but I know it's really tempting to jump into casing right now Um, don't do that Uh, for me I really started out kind of trying to get a general sense of the different consulting companies that were out there the vibe of the different companies I attended at every info session I could find any coffee chats that employers had, I would join those and try to talk to people, make connections, see what seemed like a good fit. And I honestly, I did a couple of cases starting in kind of October, November. I really started casing intensively at winter break, which worked really well for me just because once finals were over and I didn't have to worry about class at all, 
I was able to really dedicate my time to the casing. So I probably did a week or two of very intensive casing and then kind of gradually scaled up or scaled back um, so that I was at a lot more casual pace when the actual interviews came and I wasn't panicking about it. I do think that's really good advice because I think it's easy to get a little bit frantic and think like, oh, if I'm not absolutely the gold standard of casing by last week of September, I'm going to fall behind. But I think there's definitely a lot to be said to actually being more intentional with that and thinking, well, yeah, there's a whole massive industry here for me to go out. There's plenty of internships, but which company is going to actually be the best fit for me because it's not just a case interview right the behavior in interviews probably just as important for consulting so you want to make sure that you're getting somewhere that's a good cultural fit and it's a you know it's also going to be a good fit in terms of your analytics interest for example um, but Brando I think what Georgia was saying about doing all that research and um, looking at different companies within the industry it got me thinking that it's probably a bit similar to your experience with investment banking where that was another um, truest where you in turn was another company that doesn't necessarily come to campus but is very much aware of Georgia Tech and our MBAs but um, as someone who secured an internship that resulted from that off-campus recruiting how were you able to identify those opportunities in the industry that you went into? Yeah so a lot of it was research previous research uh by myself and kind of reaching out to contacts that i already had um i was able to speak to some people at truist not many uh there's and and the level i was talking to were analysts so undergrads who had graduated and, and gone into investment banking over at truist um which tells you one side of the story right um as going into uh, as an associate i was trying to kind of talk to more of those higher level uh, people and MDs get some directors and VPs in there. Um, so my experience was actually just pulling out the old LinkedIn and uh, reaching out, which surprisingly proved successful. Um, I got a lot of conversations through that, got to talk to a lot of people, kind of spoke to them about kind of the company is like, uh, what they focus on, what their projects are, how they structure deals. Yeah, from there, luckily I had friends that were in investment banking so they connected me to other people as well and from there I kind of built my my list of banks that I thought okay I'd be a good culture fit here uh, or these are like the hardo banks that just will work you to the grave <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I went about it and building up on that when it came to the interviewing I mean obviously the whole time I was kind of teaching myself, getting all the technicals down, making sure I actually understood the the uh, financials and not just memorizing the, the 400 investment banking questions that everybody looks at, the infamous 400 questions. So it, it was making sure I was ready for those interviews. And then kind of my list of least favorite bank is where I started. So when I interviewed and completely bombed it, I, I wouldn't feel bad or um, <laughs> so... That was kind of my experience with that. Yeah, and that sounds like actually a really, really good strategy. I think, you know, one important thing to remember as you go about the coffee chats is like definitely treat that as a learning experience, both in terms of what the job entails, but what the company entails, right? Because I think people might make the mistake there where it's like, oh, how can I use this as an opportunity to get an internship? Where it's like, well, let's go one step back and see if you actually want to work there first of all yeah that's kind of the key question it sounds like that process was really helpful for you Brando but was it mainly kind of like tech alumni that you were reaching out at these places or was it just kind of like a bunch of different people who you were able to connect with you know through your kind of your own network so it started with tech alum 
from there I would ask if they had maybe somebody I could reach out to as well so it it, it like expanded as it went different banks was mostly uh, my friend who was investment banking he introduced me to somebody from Wells Fargo they introduced me to someone at Goldman some people at Bank of America so it went like that um, and it, it was crazy because you could literally tell the difference in company culture from speaking to each person but um the person he introduced me to from wells fargo was actually probably one of the main reasons why i had success in recruiting uh, investment banking just because you know when it's your friend and you're asking him for advice he's gonna take it easy on you You ask him for a question and he's gonna be like oh okay that was good but you know tweak this tweak that that guy he introduced me to just kept it so real with me yeah he he he, uh the big question you get going into investment is why investment banking right they you know the hours you know what it entails why would somebody willingly go and put themselves into that so they will ask you that question five different ways and if you don't have an answer for them like a good answer for them you're not moving forward uh so he actually helped me uh build out my response to that to the point where he was like okay see now this has meat to it yeah i think that was kind of a huge help a lot of these people i know just some were just random people i reached out to that were willing to help well i think that that is a good point though um and it's something that you mentioned i think georgia as well is that yeah i think you you start off a bit more generic right because you're you don't know what you don't know at that point but then you go through the process and you land on companies that actually you know really do kind of pique your interest so it starts out with i like solving problems for example in the consulting case but then it's like actually what i'm really interested in is business analytics that's something that i'm basing a lot of my time on the mba program in so it makes sense to then go get an internship that will help embellish that even further as you as you gain that knowledge. So I think you're both very intentional and, and had a really good approach to securing that because you want to make sure that it's not just something that looks good on the resume because the great thing about Georgia Tech is there's tens if not hundreds of companies that you, you can apply to and secure internships with who are good for the resume, but it's the kind of experience of what you want to get out of it as well. Yeah, and to add to that, if you're going into investment banking just to add it to the resume or you're there for the money, they will call that out immediately and they, you you will not have success in that. And I, th- I imagine it's the same at a top consulting firm as well, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these, these are very, very competitive processes. And I think partners and, and recruiting managers are, are very smart about those things. So think you've both touched on that you do have to have a very good story and, and personal reasons why you think that's a good th- fit and if and if it is a good fit and, and you've thought about that intentionally I think people really recognize that and it's something that that resonates as you go through the application process. I will say too as part of the consulting uh, interview process if you're learning how to case because you really want a consulting job but you hate casing you will hate consulting it is literally testing the skills that you will need and I was actually shocked during my internship by how much it reminded me of a case interview but way bigger just to add to that I think if you hate uh preparing for the technicals for investment banking you'll be pleasantly surprised that you do none of that and there's (laughs) all in excel or a model already built that does it for you I mean you obviously have to understand the reasoning behind everything but it's it's uh unless you're really starting at these one kind of uh, boutique banks or a startup, 
uh, the models will like 95% of the time be there and you do not have to worry about building something from scratch. Well, I think we've we've nicely um, stumbled across some kind of good differences between the two industries here. So on that note, I wanted to dig a little bit more now into what the internship itself looked like. So um, it wasn't all that long ago that we were at the start of summer and, and preparing for you know, 10, 11, some internships end up being 12 weeks of, you know, working a company and, you know, being, for want of a better phrase, back in the real world, I guess, and um, earning our keep. Um, so um, I remember, you know, when I was moving down to Dallas, I was like, yeah, this this, this might be a little bit strange, but it, um, you know, getting back into the working world again, but it, fortunately, I think it, the muscle memory kicked in pretty quickly. Um, but George, when you started at BCG, yeah, what, what kind of stuff did they do to set you up for success um, there? And what was working for a very demanding clients, I imagine, and, and also very demanding um, employees and, and partners. It, yeah, did they kind of have a good onboarding process for you as you and your fellow interns joined? Yeah, definitely. We had a full week of just orientation and they told us everything from how to make a PowerPoint look good to how to do Excel analysis to how we should approach solving problems in general. And that really set us up for success. And then on my team itself, they did a really good job of giving me, easing me into the work and giving me, you know, start with something that will go through several iterations before it gets anywhere significant and then gradually take on a little bit more responsibility. And what was it like for you, Brando, at Truist? So yeah, similar. First week, uh, we had a training the street course um, that kind of dove into the modeling, the Excel shortcuts. Uh, we also had a PowerPoint uh, presentation as well as to how, how to uh, make the PowerPoints look good. The shortcuts to PowerPoint, which I cannot stress enough to learn. <laughs> they are so useful. Um, and just kind of making sure we have everything in that template, which if you follow the template is actually quite simple and, and makes sense. And once you got that first kind of week out of the way, was it, um, for the both of you, was it really kind of like hitting the ground running? You know, was it project work that you could ramp up for? Or was it just like, we've got clients, you know, we need resources and, and support on this. Like, here's a brief, here, here you go. It was pretty immediate. Um, again, like the work I was doing was not, you know, it wasn't hop on a client call and lead the call immediately. But uh, I think my one of my first days, you know, my manager called me from the plane because they were traveling, uh, you know, to meet the client and gave me work to do that they wanted to present to the client eventually. Um, and I had an interesting experience because I jumped into a case that was in its last few weeks. So they were really pushing to wrap everything up. So it was a lot of, you know, late nights. And I definitely, I got out of some of the late nights the first couple of weeks of my internship, which I didn't realize until, again, I started taking on more responsibility and started having those later and later nights, which I really appreciated. I thought it was a really great way to get exposure to the process without being completely overwhelming. And it felt like a very realistic look at what the job would be like full time. Yeah. Um, so for me, starting off is a little slow, not because that's the way it is. It's just the way the markets are. Deal flow is a little slow. Uh, but once we started getting those deals, it was, I mean, I hit the ground running and the investment banking hours, I was definitely working. Um, but it, I liked in investment banking anyways, they don't give you a project to work on over the summer. You're literally staffed on the deal, same way any other deal would be staffed. Um, you're helping, and I think the first deal I was staffed on was a take private. Um, had to spread the comps for that, and 
kind of put the materials together for that for pitch book uh and it was i mean i would say just week one was so much i learned so much in just that one week yeah i think um it's really helpful if you are going to go into a client facing um industries basically like to understand what it's like to you know work for very demanding clients i think it's really good that you both got that experience kind of really once you've done the onboarding from from the get-go and with your internship but i guess you know for the both of you having not done that type of work before um what was the kind of the feedback process like did you have like a manager where you could check in every week and run things by them or was it more you had to go find opportunities to get that and make sure that you were staying on track For me, it was definitely something I could reach out to my manager for feedback uh, if I wanted an update. And I think for full time, they have more regular feedback. But uh, we just had a mid-internship review that I found pretty helpful and, you know, in good and bad ways. You know, some of it was, oh, I thought I was really good at this. And it turns out it's not enough. And then other things I didn't think twice about doing it and that's something they called out as you know a big plus for me um so that was something that a bit of a learning curve for me to just get that much you know room for improvement feedback but ultimately it was you know pretty helpful and I think helped guide my performance over the rest of the summer as well yeah um for me I kind of took it upon myself to talk to the analysts and associates to kind of give weekly feedback so I was working with different analysts different associates on all the different projects and I would try to set some time with them to see what I what I was doing well what could I could improve on where they saw room for growth so that really only happened like two or three times just because our schedules were so busy uh, but I always had the opportunity to go to uh, the VP who was also the staffer and you know say hey you know I'm not feeling comfortable with this or like I need some feedback on this. Another kind of general piece of advice that I got was, you know, try to be a value add. That's your goal. And that's a helpful place to start. To add to that, the best advice that I got from my friend in the investment banking world is as a summer associate and analyst, you're, you're going to be value added, but you can't really add that much value, right? So the way you add value is by not creating more work. So if you do something, you know, double check it, triple check it, make sure you're the associate or the analyst you're sending the pitch book to or the model to isn't going to have to just redo the whole thing. Um, So that was some really good advice I got. Yeah, I think as well, um, you raised a very good point about not just focusing on like feedback from your like line manager or the senior people working there. I think it is really important to get feedback from yeah, either other interns or people who are essentially at the level that you would be joining if you come back for a full-time role. So, Brando, you were mentioning that you're kind of checking in with, with those types of people as well, and which I think is really important. But kind of culturally, was that an easy thing to do? Did you find kind of like Truist was, was encouraging you to do that? Um, was it something that you kind of thought of just kind of proactively or were all kind of like people at your level like reaching out and trying to get that culture going? Uh, I would say it was a mix of all of those. Um I just know I'm going to be working directly with these analysts and associates. They're the ones I'm working with day to day. I'm in the trenches with like, they're probably going to be the ones to give me the most real feedback and probably the ones that they're the ones that are going to uh, provide the feedback to the VP and hiring manager. So, you know, I figured, let me just go straight to the source. So that was kind of my approach to that. But as far as the culture, Truist, 
I mean, everybody's like has a open door kind of policy. I would talk to, I was on the healthcare life sciences group. I could just go up to the head of healthcare and life sciences and strike up a conversation with him. Same with the MDs and VPs. I was very fortunate um, to not have one of those like nightmare stories you hear in investment banking. Uh, I would say that the culture at Truist is actually very, very positive, very helpful. Uh, and everyone's kind of willing to to help and, and go out of their way to teach you something as well. Because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff we do, like they could probably do a lot faster uh, and more accurate than them having to write up notes and say, okay, here, fix this. So they're go also going out of their way. And that's where I say like, you know, add value by not making more work. And on that note, I think, yeah, that's kind of from our perspective as, as MBA interns, probably the most valuable thing, right, from an internship experience is like, what new skills can I learn? You know, what new experience can I, um, you know, make for myself? And then you can make an ultimately judgment of, is this something that I think is a good fit for me and something that, you know, I think I could be successful in moving forward. So, Georgia, over your summer at BCG, is, is there something that kind of stands out as like a really valuable experience that you got or kind of a new skill that was taught to you? Yeah, the whole experience overall was so different from anything I'd done before. My previous job was very much, you know what to do, clock in, clock out, reach out if something goes wrong. But other than that, you're pretty much on your own. And with this job, I really had to learn how to stay in constant communication with everyone all the time. We would have multiple check-ins throughout the day. So just learning the level of communication that was expected was a big learning curve for me. Uh, the other thing would be, like Brando was talking about, those Excel and PowerPoint shortcuts, man. Those are critical and so helpful. I taught someone Control-Shift-End today in Excel, and I was so proud of myself. Validated the whole internship. So yeah, big big learnings. Yeah, well, that that will drive some some efficiencies for your like work-life balance in future, I'm sure. And Brando, having learn all the 400 investment banking questions that you could possibly get what was the reality like and and what did you learn you know on top of that having done all that preparation yeah so first of all to add to the excel and um powerpoint shortcuts they it will be the difference between you going to sleep at 1 a.m and 10 p.m so yes learn them learn them (laughs) (laughs) they are so useful as far as what i've what i learned probably one of the greatest experiences i had uh, which I was a little doubtful about. Um, one of the analyst roles was to uh, get on the MDs calls and take notes. And I was a little skeptical about taking that over just because I'm not knowing what I need to, what stands out and what I need to, you know, actually take notes on. I was like, well, I'm just going to write everything they say and that's going to be my notes. But on these calls, it was with a lot of CEOs, CFOs, and talking about their startups or you know their successes whether they were they were raising capital whatever they were doing and and just getting to know their stories and seeing how like they're just real people like going through the same struggles that everybody else is it was just very eye-opening and and kind of made me realize like all right these aren't like gods among us these are regular people that that you know any of us can be and become um, so that was kind of very impactful. Uh, as far as the work, I was on the healthcare life sciences team. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I don't really have an interest in healthcare. And I've actually found myself doing research for two, three hours on 
this new product or uh, you know, this new kind of material that somebody created or something um, and, and actually found the whole kind of life sciences and biopharma super, super interesting. Um, so it, it kind of made me realize, you know, don't, don't be so close minded to, to just going into what you want or what you think you want, uh, because you could be pleasantly surprised. And did you have some kind of similar experiences there, George? Cause I imagine when you go to BCG, there's probably a whole different range of industries that you could be staffed on. So did you have a good idea before you started or was it more kind of like, okay, orientation's done and here you go. This is what you're going to be cracking on with over the next few weeks. Yeah, when I was filling out my interest survey, I cast a pretty wide net because I figured I'd rather get my fifth choice than only list two options and get my tenth choice. So I couldn't say I would be surprised with whatever I got staffed on since I did put so many options. I actually ended up working with consumer goods, which was really cool because I knew that I was working with a client that I was familiar with. And when we were talking about things to implement, I knew I'd be able to see the effects of those changes if I were paying attention down the line. So that was something where it wasn't a completely unfamiliar industry to me. Uh, and again, part of why I wanted to do consulting was to explore different industries. So I'm not necessarily locked into doing that forever, but it was a really interesting experience. Um, and before we wrap up, guys, uh, I wanted to finish by just asking about some of the wider aspects of your summer internship experience, because it's not just the work that you do and the preparation that goes into it that kind of sums up your your summer internship when you're back in work for those 10 or, or 11 weeks. And, and Brando, you obviously moved up to New York for summer. I was in Dallas, Texas. Um, George, you were here in Atlanta, which I think is actually a, a pretty representative example of what happens with our MBA program. You know, there's a huge amount of opportunity if you want to stay in Atlanta, um, but also if you're interested in a company or you know a, an industry like investment banking that's a little bit further afield, if you put the time in and you work with your advisor, um, you know you you will be able to have that experience and achieve that for yourself. So, um, George, I'll start with you um, just by asking, you know, what was it like kind of working in Atlanta over summer? I know obviously that you've had the MBA experience here so far, but as someone who's moved up from Florida, um, did you kind of enjoy the working culture here and and hopefully you know you're able to share some local knowledge with with people coming to bcg out of town yeah it was a lot of pressure actually trying to figure out where to go for happy hour that was probably the most stressful part of my job uh <laughs> no not really uh but it, it worked out great i ended up working about half a mile from the apartment i have for sheller so that was great i could just walk to work full city living and actually for the second half of my internship we did a little bit of travel just to work with my team in person since we were all from different offices. So I did go to New York for a couple of weeks and that was a really great experience because it taught me that I never wanna work in New York, uh, which is something I probably always thought of. Uh, and it was also a great experience because I was able to meet up with Brando who was living in New York. So yeah, I got a little taste of a lot of different cities. So I would say with my experience in New York, it was probably more stressful than the job itself. Finding housing in New York is not for the faint of heart. Uh, uh, so Thina, who is also in our program, was in New York, and we were living together. We reached out six months prior to all these, like, apartment buildings, um, Airbnbs, and kind of different housing uh, options. And what we got from everybody was that, oh, it's way too early to, to find housing right now. And we're like, it's six months. That's, yeah. that's right around the corner. Not, yeah. not too early. Uh, three months came. We're still getting the same responses one month came we are getting nothing um at this point 
we're like maybe we need to change the location of our internships because this is this just isn't gonna work uh luckily there is that uh that spreadsheet that's shared throughout mbas of of you know housing or, or people subleasing their housing that we got extremely lucky with uh and ended up living in a super amazing apartment is literally facing uh central park like look out the window staring at central park i would uh when i had when I had time, go run in Central Park. Um, it's kind of clear my head, but uh, it ended up being a two, three bedroom, two bathroom, or one and a half bathroom, which is more than you'll ever find in New York. Um, so that was extremely stressful. Once I was there, though, I mean, the commute was 20 minutes by train. Didn't really, it was pretty much a direct train. Living in the city was obviously amazing. Um, there's so many things to do so much food probably hit up every rooftop i could find i did learn that i could never live in new york it's to me it's a place you visit not live unless you're like fresh out of college undergrad you have your whole life ahead of you I, it's not a place where you settle down uh, kind of like the stage where i'm at a little bit but it sounds like you've had the true new york experience now so that you know you, you don't have to live there you've you've had the, the the highs and lows you've had the the stresses that come with it um but also like the brilliant city living that you can have and i think you know from what we've been talking about um before recording this brand i know one of the great things with truest is if you want the new york life and that is for you it's certainly not for the faint of heart and, and some people enjoy it you can definitely stay there and, and work full time in New York. But I guess, you know, with an um, investment banking operation of, of their size, it's not just like you have to be based in New York. I know they have Charlotte and, and other options as well. So if you if you like visiting New York, it will always be there. But um, you don't have to live there if it's not quite what you want beyond kind of like a summer where you can have fun and, and enjoy. Yeah. And to add to that, I think I made such good connections uh, with the team that I was on that they'd ha- love to have me there and welcome me. And and then, like you were saying, the they kind of spread a little further. That's recent with SunTrust BB&T merger as well. But um, yeah, there's there's possibilities uh, in a lot in a lot of cities with Truist. And you will be experiencing the same, no doubt, George, with BCG, uh, uh, with a consulting company of that reputation and all over the United States and abroad. I'm sure that, you know, there could be plenty of travel ahead in in your future if if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Offices all over the U.S. They just opened a couple in Nashville and Raleigh-Durham and then plenty of international offices, too. So, well, plenty to look forward to there. Um, But that's all that we have time for today. But... Um, I think it's great to see you both. It's very good to be back on campus and from a podcast perspective, and there's a lot to look forward to as well. I think next month we'll be chatting with some first years about their experience at the National Black MBA Association Conference, which will be here in Atlanta this September. So that'll be a good experience for our full-time first years who've joined us this August. And we also have homecoming to look forward to. Um, So we'll be catching up with some folks. Um, on the other side of that but for now Brando and Georgia thank you very much thanks for having us thanks for having us